welcome to another Get Geekish podcast. Look at that. You're never going to see that again. Nope, there it is. <laughs> it's Bino and Derek. Uh, thanks for joining us once again uh, for the Get Geekish podcast. And this week we are talking about once in a lifetime experiences. Why? Because why not? There was the you know, <laughs> you know how can you know how confusing that intro's got to be for people who don't watch the video that correspond with this. <laughs> when you're like, hey, look at that, they're like, what? <laughs> if if that's what fills them off after all these episodes, then more power to them. Just True. just saying. Uh, this this kind of got started because the the whole comet neo wise thing that came by. I actually took some uh, some fun photos of it. I drove up to the middle of nowhere a couple nights just to get some cool photos of the comet because you know comets going by this. Uh, going by Earth in space, it's kind of cool looking. I'm a little bit of a space nerd like that. Space. <laughs> and space. They, they talk about comets as in once-in-a-lifetime experiences. The comet Neowise, it'll be another 6,000 years before it swings by our solar, by the, our end of the solar system again. So odds are, until I get put into a robot brain and live forever, it won't happen again in my lifetime. But that's going to be the perfect time to attack the Fire Nation is when that comet comes back. So. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it made me think of some of the other past once-in-a-lifetime experiences because, you know, I'm <clears throat> not, not that long in the tooth, and I've been through a lot of once-in-a-lifetime experiences. Uh, but comets specifically threw me off because as we were looking at some of these uh, different experiences, I guess, comets are all once-in-a-lifetime, but they seem to be a big one that comes by every decade or so. This one gonna, just came by. I was going to say, comets are once-in-a-lifetime but you'll see many of them if, if you can time it right. Yeah, it, it's, it's almost the same thing as like, I'm never going to drink this water again. Once you'll in never a lifetime experience. You'll never step in the same river twice. Yeah. Once in a lifetime experience. That might, have been, that, that, that might have been dinosaur pee a million and a half years ago. <laughs> but, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I love space and comets, but there was uh, the comet Neowise that just came by. There's the other comet that's up visible at the same time with it. Then back in 95, there was the Hale-Bopp Comet, which I remember being much bigger than it was looking back at pictures. But if you weren't around for that one, the Hale-Bopp Comet came and there was all kinds of these religious cultists that were drinking poisonous Kool-Aid because that was some spaceship sent to take them home. That was definitely a one-in-a-lifetime experience for them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, ouch. Uh, then, then there was Haley's Comet, which was 85 or 86? 86. 86. And uh, I was just just a wee one when that one came around, but for some reason, like Haley's Comet was talked about all the time in the '80s and '90s, and I guess that would make sense because the time frame. But I mean, there was a comic shop in Fort Collins called Haley's Comics. Uh, there was all kinds of pop culture references and movies of Haley's Comet and things like that. And then there was another cool. big one in the '70s called the West Comet. So you know, every 10, 15 years, there's a big once in a lifetime comet that comes by. Well, and here's the thing too. So going back, so you said Neowise, which for whatever reason, my brain, every time it saw that name, it would just go Neowsy. Don't know why. Um, but so that one's every 6,000 years, right? I thought it just knew Kung Fu. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. God. <laughs> um, and then we have Haley's Comet, which was what, every 75 to 76 years? So we might see that one again because it says 2061 is the next time we'll, it should come around. If I eat right and exercise, I might see Haley's Comet next time around. <laughs> and then the the Haley Bob Comet, that's coming around. When when did you say that one was? Uh, it was 19... 
Oh, 97, we saw it. It actually broke apart in 95, and we didn't see it on Earth till 97. That makes more sense. That's weird. Yeah, space stuff's breaking up. It's probably aliens. <laughs> so it's gone forever then? Um, if it broke see. up. Let's see. Orbital change of science results. Sodium trail. <sighs> Excuse us while we do some research. It was the brightest one seen for decades, but uh, it doesn't say if and when it's going to come back. Something tells me if it broke apart and changed course so we could see it, we don't exactly have it mapped out of exactly when it's coming back. <laughs> although, yeah. although those scientists and their math and, and telescopes, they can do some pretty magical things. So That's true. Well, <laughs> speaking of telescopes, so I had a little cheap one and took a picture of the moon. I was like, this is so cool. I wish I had a better telescope. It makes me want to invest in one of those really nice ones so we can see stuff like this. Cause imagine if you would have had a telescope for that comet. Cause you, I mean, you took some good pictures, but I was pretty, proud. I only had a 200 millimeter lens and I got ones that looked fairly decent on there. But I, <laughs> I you, you say that. And I honestly have spent probably two or three hours of the past week looking at telephoto lenses to add to my camera collection just for that specific purpose. <laughs> So when I tried to take a picture of the full moon a couple nights ago and got some blurry white mumbo jumbo that was in a tiny little picture, I'm like, stupid, I need a real telephoto lens to take pictures of the moon. So you, you mentioned Comet West, which came, was, was visible in March 1976. Mm -hmm. If you want to see that one again, it's estimated to orbit the sun once every 250,000 years. So... So you better eat right real good. <laughs> I'm, I'm banking on robot brain for that. <laughs> we even appreciate it then. I mean, cause if you have a robot brain, one will say you'd probably eat floating around <laughs> space yourself. Ha uh ha. -huh. Silly organic matter. <laughs> uh, um, but moving on from comets and space stuff, what are some other once in a lifetime experiences that, that we've gone through? Um, I mean, we've gone through, I mean, let's see. Because uh, we can say uh, humankind, but that's that we haven't seen everything. I mean, like. <laughs> uh, see, I was going to go like surge. Yeah, they tried to bring it back, but it's not the same. Uh, the Ecto Cooler. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Yeah. T's cereal. We, we did live through the turn of a century, which. That's true. People most likely are only going to see once in a lifetime. God, remember when Y2K was the only thing we had to worry about? <laughs> I, I, was, I was trying to explain Y2K to a group of young folks the other day. Young folks. Uh, it was really awkward trying to explain. Well, the computers you made, they weren't sure they were going to know how to take dates that were four numbers instead of two. We had so, to turn our computers off at midnight. What would have happened? Apparently, the entire economy was going to collapse and nothing was going to work, but everything turned out okay. Gosh, that we just got a Windows service pack and it seemed to fix everything. <laughs> Do you remember, like, that was a huge thing because, you know, yeah, New Year rolled into 1999. There was like, woo. And then for some reason, I remember, like, Y2K not being a real concern, at least mass-wise, until maybe, like, September or October. Oh, yeah, it was, like, weeks before. I, I remember going to the grocery stores. I was in college at the time. Uh, I was a freshman. Yeah, I was a freshman in college when it happened. And 
going to the grocery store and it was barren. It was like apocalypse. People were fighting over bottles of water. Shelves were empty at the store. And, you know, people are fighting each other for a gallon of water. I'm there for some ice cream drumsticks, a pack of gum, and some drink mixers. But if you're having a hard time visualizing it, just Google YouTube videos from just a few months ago when COVID happened. It'll be the same situation. People fighting for toilet paper and water and yeah there's actually some fun ones i some rerun show came out of a reality show i think it was like it was a wife swap or something like that that was on tv at my my folks house when i was over there came on but the sure. the people that were doing this wife swap was one you know super educated high-end businesswoman that was switching places with a lady and a dude who were planning for the apocalypse. They took their kids out of school and bought a farm in the middle of nowhere because Y2K was going to destroy the world. And so there's a good 10 minute part of the show of her explaining her beliefs of why Y2K is going to be the death of society and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there watching this 20 years ago. This, this didn't age well at all. I wonder what you're doing now. <laughs> Do you think that they're still out there? Maybe. Maybe it's still in the hut, just assuming the rest of the world's been destroyed. No, no, we can't go over the wall, honey. So it's kind of like a, what is that, in Night Shyamalan's village situation? <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. But um, but yeah, I remember like, you're because you're right, like maybe me even saying October is still too lenient. Like it, they didn't make a big deal out of Y2K until probably around Thanksgiving. Well, I think that... And, I- I was gonna. I think that's because of the the scare tactics necessarily of that wasn't necessarily trying to scare people as much as people just put two and two together. Like they've been talking about it for years. Like this could be a problem, could be an issue, and then it finally came through. And people were like, no, really, guys, in a couple months the computers might not work. Well, I remember some people went off in the deep end too, and they're like, well, if the computers aren't going to work, that means the the nukes are going to launch and it's just going to be a nuclear winter. We're all going to die because all the nukes are going to launch because the computers are just going to go ahead and have tweak out and launch everything. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a whole lot of faith in humanity in general, but I have faith enough that the people that program nuclear launch codes put in a fail safe that turning a switch off or unplugging something doesn't accidentally unleash nuclear winter. <laughs> I don't know. We've all seen movies. You, they seem to be pretty easy to set off. Oh boss, I spilled my coffee. The world's going to end. Oh man. <laughs> Oh man. So that's, that's one thing we lived in that we're not going to, unless you get your robot brain, um, we're not going to see again. We're not going to see the year 3000 fingers crossed. So, I mean, that's pretty crazy to think about. We could be Bino 3000 and start my own rep group. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Another thing is, is, this might be a once in a lifetime thing is we lived in a non quote unquote digital age. And the only way that's going to happen again is, you know, if it goes all Mad Max style and technology fails us, but that is true. We were some of the last generations that uh, grew up where technology didn't, I mean, technically the internet's existed since what the late sixties, but like that. the, average person did not have any access to it until the early nineties. And even then it was IRC chat and message boards for the most part. <laughs> it wasn't but, the vast scape of knowledge that we have now. And we didn't have these little cell phone things going on. And you know, it was, it was a, 
it was a better time, you know. <laughs> I don't say better. Do you remember <laughs> sitting in front of your computer for 17 minutes trying to download a picture? Uh, mm. <laughs> um, hey, no. hey, I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going over, like trying to call my friends because we didn't have internet, but they did, and getting that awful <laughs> sound going on. So. And parents just didn't understand. Mom, hang up the phone! <laughs> I gotta call grandma. You, you be quiet. Get off your little computer thingy. I'm trying to talk to a girl in New York City. <laughs> little did you know. Oh, uh, I had a hunch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what else we got? I mean, so we've got some comments. We got the turn of this, the century, like you said. We got so something as simple as, as world events like the tearing down the Berlin Wall. Mm-hmm. Never going to see that again. Might, maybe we'll see another wall built and torn down again, but we're not going to see the Berlin Wall torn down again. True. I, I mean, I, I can't see into the future, but <laughs> that was a pretty big deal. If you could. And there was a good 10 years of pop culture references of tear down this wall. <laughs> I was going to say, it's funny because, well, I mean, there's so many pop cultural references that we had from our youth that just don't make sense to a lot of people nowadays, like read my lips, you know, <laughs> or I did not have sexual relations with that woman, you know, just those different things. And now you're like, I'm old. I'm old. Yeah. I, <laughs> there was a, uh, with, with the line of working house, we have run-ins with younger people, you know, kids a lot. And somebody <laughs> referred to Bill Clinton. So maybe to Bill Clinton joke about that. And the response from this kid was, Oh, that Hillary Clinton's husband? <laughs> yes, he, he's like, the president. Huh, you watch a lot of TV, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And yeah, and yeah, you can't fault people when they when they weren't alive for things they don't know. But it just it makes I don't know about you, but it makes me feel really, really aged. <laughs> you you make a reference to something, and people just look at you like you're crazy. Even Bill and Ted references. We got Bill and Ted Face Music 3, once in a lifetime event coming out. Um, but <laughs> when you make a, a Bill and Ted reference and a whole room full of people stare at you like you just like barfed Cheerios or something like that, I, they, it makes me feel bad. That they used to be in every, every you know, the entire world used to know about that stuff. How about this? This isn't during our lifetime, but December 1972 was the last time that we've been to the moon. That is true. So, I mean, we're going right back to space, but you know, <laughs> but I mean, Hey, we did see a Rover land on Mars. That is true. A little Rover that could He's still, still, up there. I st- I still get teary eyed when you read about the, when it finally shut down. <laughs> well, th- so I think there's another one up there and if not, it might be the same one, but there was a story of like when it hit its birthday and it would sing happy birthday to itself all by itself. You're like, is that a robot? All by myself. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, that's uh, – I don't know if we'll ever see a, a manned moon mission again. Oh, I hope so. I, I mean, I, I'm still holding out for space, but isn't China sending a whole uh, pot of astronauts to, the, to Mars? SpaceX is trying to colonize and Mars the moon. I mean, yeah, I, but aren't we supposed to be to Mar- weren't we supposed to be to Mars by 2025? So we got five years to do that. Well, it, it takes that long to get there. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying, and, and they haven't got off the ground yet. So, 
oh, have high hope. Like I, it's years of growing up with sci-fi movies and television that have my expectations set really, really high for things that should happen in a lifetime. <laughs> and I get torn back and forth because you look at in the 1980s and what we thought 2020 was going to be like, we thought we'd be living like the Jetsons with robot servants and flying cars and all this kind of stuff going around. Which well, even look at the 90s with movies then like Demolition Man, which was set in 20, what, like 2003? I don't remember when. I think it was, like two, I think it was 2025 20, or 2030 or something like that. Let's, well, let's find, let's out. find out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if only there was something in front of me that had the entirety of humankind's knowledge inside it. <laughs> Take place. And that would be 2032. 2032 so yeah. we're 12 years off. Yeah, no, maybe it was Blade Runner that was like came out, and that was yeah. I think that's when, when Trans- Transformers the movie, the original. That was two thousand five. It was supposed to take place in Optimus <laughs> yeah. Prime should be here protecting us. I was gonna say, uh, what Blade do we Runner- have? We have Roombas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but Blade Runner took place in twenty nineteen. So, hmm. Um, let's see. What what about this one from seventeen ninety five? where a cavalry, which is people on horses, captured a whole bunch of warships, which float in the water. How is you that, is, that, is that what ships do? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm trying to, trying to spell it out. Okay. You got, you got people on horses capturing boats that are floating in the water. How did they do that? Well, the water got so cold during the uh, French Revolutionary War that it froze, and that allowed the people on horseback to go out there and capture it, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. literally the one thing that's odd about these once in a lifetime experiences too is i feel somebody with like a, a miss mythbusters vibe would find something like this and find a way to figure out how to make it happen again which True. takes some of the mysticism out of it like find some chemical that hardens water enough that they could shoot it in front of some horses and go capture a boat just so they could say they did yeah. what i'm saying is i really want to do this i need somebody really smart <laughs> to help <laughs> Oh man. It's it's like the Guinness World Records when people go through there and just try and find something that they could outdo or beat cuz let's be honest a lot of Guinness records are just because somebody took the time to do it. They weren't all necessarily amazing feats. It was just all right. I am the person that held my cup in the air longer than anyone else in history because I recorded it. Oh man, we could have done that. I don't know. Back in the radio days we had to judge that uh hands-on Hyundai thing or be able to hold their hands on a car for however long. Yeah. Those people were not doing well after less than a day. <laughs> so you're saying, uh, you know, the whole Mythbusters thing. What about the um, flood of beer? Do tell. Do tell. <laughs> well, apparently in October 17th of 1814, um, <laughs> there was, holy crap, um, there was a tank that was a 22-foot fermentation tank. It was in the process of brewing a brown porter ale when one of the iron rings holding the structure together snapped. An hour later, the entire tank burst, releasing more than 1.2 million liters. That's 320,000 gallons of beer. And this was in London. So, in all, eight people died in the event while another uh, were perishing later from alcohol poisoning. So, you know, those guys were just sitting in the pub. They see this whole giant flood of beer coming down the road. They're like, how much can you drink? I feel like the ones in the pub seeing that wall coming are probably like, you know what? 
this is the way to go. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I, have, I was born for this moment. <laughs> wow. So you can go to actually a, a pub near there um, that brews a special anniversary ale to remember the one and only London beer flood. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like an odd, odd marketing ploy. Right. Hey, remember that flood that killed eight people and then nine more after because they drank too much? <laughs> Here's a beer for it. <laughs> and I, I see a lot of things. So I was looking at a lot of blogs that were talking about things that happen once in a lifetime. And I, I feel like big picture things are more my style. The big things of like two bullets colliding in midair or, you know, somebody getting a mosquito with a dart tip or something like that that are just dumb luck of you know it's a one in a million chance so is winning the powerball people win the powerball every couple weeks <laughs> a couple months focus danielson so things that are just sheer luck of happening aren't near as amazing as things that you only see once and never see again well what was in the 80s or 90s it seemed like every sportscaster dude would say like oh that's a once in a lifetime shot there when you're like I saw that two weeks ago. I, I feel like golf announcers take that to a whole yeah. new Every shot. <laughs> I will never see another one like that again. Really? Because there's not a bunch of rich old dudes hitting balls on the course every no, day. No, they're, they're probably <laughs> right that you won't see another one like that again because you'll be asleep the next time it happens <laughs> if you're watching golf. That's right. I'll have to care. No, I'm not going to be likes golf. Golf can be fun, but it's just not a hobby i'm into watching much if, like if bowling you, i, I love say. bowling watching bowling on tv is not fun for me i was gonna say if you enjoy golf don't play it with us hey we make golf fun we, we just try. might get kicked off the course but we make golf fun yep you don't play with us if you want to win if your goal is to get the lowest score <laughs> we play we, score. We, we play house rules <laughs> It's kind of like slop and pool, but oh man, <laughs> jeez. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of things that you could say about one's life of like, oh, that's a once in a lifetime event. But like you said, it's unlike the mass scale of things with like comets and things that people can, you know, enjoy as a whole. Because mm. I mean, there is a lot of things that can happen in your life that is a once in a lifetime event. You know, yeah, something never going to happen again. But I think a lot of people put disasters in that hence too, but I don't like putting those in the category because disasters keep happening. <laughs> I mean, it's once a lifetime you'll be in a hurricane. Well, if, unless you live in Florida, then it's a yearly thing. Once a lifetime you'll be in a tornado. Ask people in Western Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, Godzilla is a once in a lifetime thing. Is he though? Hey, Godzilla. <laughs> I'm going to catch you there. I like how you thought about that for a minute. You're like, huh? <laughs> throw me off here throw me off uh but what's 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 a once in a lifetime experience that you have lived through or i think you you're amazed by because i want to hear what your thoughts are to of you uh i'm speaking to the listener now not to i know you, i know not, not, to, not to blow you off there for, for, for a minute there, i was like me hmm answer me in third person if you will but Hit us up at Get Geekish on the social media or the the comments on this podcast and uh, throw out some, some other once-in-a-lifetime events or experiences that should be on there, uh, our, the, our list. Maybe the 80s 
Transformers is the last Transformers movie that'll be good in our lifetime. I mean, Bumblebee wasn't bad, but uh, it was all right. But it, it wasn't life changing like yeah. the first one was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my morals and my lessons from history come from Transformers and The Simpsons mostly. Finds <laughs> a lot. It 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 does. And not that they were always 100% accurate, but most historical references that I get nowadays is thanks to Matt Groening and his friends. Mm-hmm. Like all the history books in school, vaguely, oh yeah, we talked about a war or something like that. But when Troy McClure told me about it, I listened. <laughs> you may know me from such films as, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, I hate, I mean, because technically if you want to go on the, uh, existential side of thing everything's a once in a lifetime experience right live in the moment right now we're never going to get this again you and me sitting five thousand miles apart talking to each other on a microphone wearing these particular shirts when it's this particular temperature i was gonna say i mean i had to throw some variables in there to make it once a lifetime dang it we'll talk again next week but we ain't no close we ain't five thousand <laughs> miles what <laughs> Texas is rubbing off on you already. <laughs> Come on, y'all. <laughs> All right. Let us know. Thanks so much for uh, listening, tuning in, <laughs> sitting through, pushing, this. pushing play, <laughs> putting up with us. <laughs> and thanks to AIM Student Radio for having us on the airwaves. As always, fun to be a part of that. Uh, but uh, hit us up at Get Geekish on social media. I'm Bino and Derek saying, I'm not Bino and Derek. I'm Bino. He's they Derek. Got you. Yeah, they got you. They understand you. <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week.